unredacted after show chat and i am your host jenny hatch today glenn greenwald was replaced by michael tracy who i thought did a phenomenal job elucidating many points about the canadian trucker situation it was obvious he has done due diligence with his homework and q added lots of colorful commentary as well on the situation north of the border. And they finished up by discussing the wag the dog situation we now see unfolding in the Ukraine. So it was a great show. They both made a lot of really good points. They had excellent callers. And although I personally missed Greenwald's take on everything, it was still a really good show. So good job, guys. I thought I would take a few moments to share my two thoughts. And if anybody else wants to pop in and chat, please join me for this conversation. If not, you can listen to it on the replay. I've been thinking so much about the first point that the truckers have made and that they do not want to have mandates around the vaccine. And each day that goes by, we're getting more and more evidence for what has been happening behind the scenes with those who have made the most money from the vaccines. And Robert Malone yesterday announced that the Trudeau family, Justin Trudeau and his family's foundation, it appears, not going to say it's true, but it appears they have a 40% interest in the company that makes the lipid proteins that go into the vaccine. And if it's true, then here's another person, along with Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is directly in the money stream for vaccinations. It could help explain why Justin ordered 10 times the amount of vaccine for every man, woman, and child in Canada and is pushing so hard for the mandates. Does he have a financial stake? It's a good question. And it was one that they didn't touch on. They did talk about how the protesters have now been hit in their pocketbooks by the various stream uh, money collecting streams uh, being shut down. Give, send, go, GoFundMe have been shut down. Uh, Give, send, go was hacked by a notorious hacker 
who put the list of donors out on the internet. And journalists are right now calling these folks. One of them called some families in Utah, telling them they were in trouble for donating to the truckers. And uh, we're quite, the journalist was quite surprised at the angry reaction of these donors at being doxxed and their personal donating information shared on the internet. So that's an important part of the story. How many Americans and people around the world who support the Canadian truckers financially are going to be impacted? Will Canada really try to prosecute these people for funding what they are now calling domestic terrorism? It will be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, the other part of the story that Q and Michael noted is that people who bring their children to protests have been threatened with social services taking their children away for endangerment and involving them in their terrorist activities. They also are being threatened to have their pets taken away. That just hit the internet today. That if they leave their dogs and cats and any other pets in their trucks and they leave them alone, that the police will come and take the pets and put them in a temporary hold while they will be fined daily for the rate uh, of taking care of their pet. And then potentially after seven or eight days, someone else can come and adopt their pet or their pet will be destroyed. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I have not heard about a specific animal being taken from an owner, but it's one of the things that they have brought to the table. So these are incredibly alarmist tactics that are being suggested and locked into place right now. And you have to ask yourself if these tactics were being used against the activists on the left that Justin Trudeau happily happily partnered with when he was out in the summer of 2020 protesting with Black Lives Matter. At the very suggestion of those demonstrators having their children taken away or their pets taken away or their money streams messed with in any way, uh, how would that have gone down with the Canadian people? As a conservative activist, I would have been appalled. Just the idea of government coming and taking away a child. I've taken my kids to various protests. You know, come take my kids away because I don't like what the government's doing. You know, what are we? Are we just are we just rats in a cage? And they're just messing with us? Are we free people living under democratic systems? The overreach, the overreach is crazy. And my my movies and my activism over these last three weeks have been largely devoted to the Canadian truckers and helping to tell their stories and get the word out about what they're doing. I'd like to share just a little bit of the actual virus sickness side of things because I think Stories like mine just get lost in the fog of this war. And yet, in all of my time online, when I've said the words, I'm not getting the shot, the level of hate that's been dumped on my head has just been remarkable. And nobody has ever asked me, why are you not going to get the shot? They always just assume I'm just, you know, just crazy or just, you know, belligerent and and want to be ornery and not part of the team and all this stuff. And it's like, no, I have several health conditions that I've had since I was a baby. 
The number one thing is anaphylactic shock when I'm exposed to certain foods, certain things like tree nuts and shellfish and bee stings, my body goes into shock. So I have spent my whole life, 54 years, dealing with cytokine storms in my body that have taken me to death's door over and over again, where I've been right on the on the edge of, of living. My body was shutting down in shock. And I'd like to describe to you in detail how this feels. First, you ingest the substance and you, you may not know you're allergic to it, or you may know you're allergic to it and it's just in a food that you can't see it. Um, so you swallow it and within seconds, you feel an itchy sensation on your tongue. Then your tongue and your airway starts to swell. Everything starts to swell. This is called the histamine reaction. And everything just gets very, very fluid, filled with fluid to the point where you start to have a very difficult time breathing. And then you start to shake and feel like you're going into shock. And sometimes I have dropped down to my knees because I felt like I was going to pass out. And I have never passed out in anaphylaxis, but I have always been very quick with my EpiPen, my inhaler, and my Benadryl, which I keep with me at all times. And what this does is it buys you time until you can get to the hospital and get under professional care. And so this is what I've done over and over throughout my life to save my life. So if I'm someone who's spent my whole life trying to prevent and deal with the cytokine storms, does it make any sense at all for me to take a substance into my body that could cause the mother of all cytokine storms and kill me? Does that, does that, you know, does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make any sense to me. And just this past week, I read the story of a woman in the Midwest who had my very same uh, chronic illnesses. These are autoimmune diseases where your own body attacks itself. And she was given the shot and within 15 minutes, she died from an overloaded cytokine storm in her body that caused her to go into anaphylactic shock and she was gone. And her family insisted that they do an autopsy and the autopsy confirmed that yes, this woman died from the side effects from the COVID shot, which caused the cytokine storm. So I had heard about other people claiming that this is what happened to their loved one, but this is the first one I, the first story I've read about where the family actually was able to get uh, an autopsy and get it confirmed. And they're now suing for damages because of the, the loss of the wife and the mother and the grandmother, who in all other respects was healthy and was living a very joyful life, and now she's gone. And so I feel very passionate about living and being here with my family and enjoying my life. So I feel like the Canadian truckers and all of the truckers around the world and the American truckers who are just now getting started on their own convoy, I feel like they are standing up for me and people like me who are too sick to get the shot. And yet my very own doctor said that he recommended I get the vaccine. He would not give me an exemption when I asked for one. So when you have these politicians and others making money off of everybody getting the shot, insisting that we all get the shot, um, it makes us have to ask, you know, are we doing this for you to make more money, you and your family? 
are we honestly doing this for public health? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you have a product that's going to kill me, I'm not going to take it. I'd rather go to prison than take that shot. I'm not going to take it. And then you have these Canadian truckers who some of them are willing to take the shot, but they don't want to have to deal with the vaccine passport system where if they come up with a positive result on a PCR test, oh, you're in quarantine for two weeks, Mr. Trucker. So you have to quarantine in a hotel right next to the border with your load of fresh fruits and vegetables, which are going to spoil during the 10 days to two weeks that you're in quarantine, and then we'll let you into the country. It, it, it literally kills the trucking industry for them to have this as their posture. The truckers understand that. The people who've listened to the truckers' complaints and explanations understand that. The people who understand totalitarian systems understand how problematic it is for anybody to be asked for their papers to go anywhere for whatever reason. That, that becomes crazy totalitarian really fast. And I would suggest to you, it's those people who are comfortable with a nanny state, with a police state, who are perhaps posturing themselves to set up little cottage industries around this nanny state infrastructure where they will have a guaranteed job and a guaranteed income, playing nanny to the rest of us, paid for by the taxpayers. I wonder how many people are just right now rolling up their sleeves getting ready to do that job. Heck, there's people in America who will do it for free. You show up somewhere without a mask, you try to go here or there where you're not allowed, they're very happy to tell you all the ways that you have broken the rules. So that's not the world I want to live in. I'm an American. And there is an increasing understanding that the side effects from the vaccines are not worth the so-called cure. I just read a thread on Twitter of headlines explaining why there's such a crazy increase in strokes and heart attacks amidst the people of the world. Just listen to some of these headlines. It's very telling because this is something the drug companies have done for as long as there's been propaganda. But listen to these headlines. Death during sex isn't just something that happens to middle-aged men. New study finds. So women are keeling over from heart attacks while they have sex. Now even sticking to medics' alcohol guidelines is bad for your health. Risk of heart problems could be increased even if you drink less than NHS weekly units, study suggests. NHS weekly units, even that those words make me chuckle. Tis the season, the ways cold weather can affect your body, from winter vajayjay to blood clots. This is from the UK's The Sun. Here's the Indian Express. Harsh winter can increase heart-related complications, experts warn in new study. Extreme heat events jeopardize cardiovascular health, experts warn. This is from the Science Daily, your source for the latest research news. Lonely older women at greater risk of heart attack, study shows. Yes, even runners and triathletes get heart disease. Lifestyle and lifelong dietary patterns that can save your life. Blood clots, the popular breakfast food that could enhance the risk of blood clotting. And it shows someone peeling an egg. Does an aspirin a day keep heart disease away? It depends. Now, these are all headlines from this week. 
binge-watching TV linked to higher blood clot risk. It's the television's fault. Doctors say broken heart syndrome is real, and it can be deadly. This is from one day ago. Doctors say that broken heart syndrome has symptoms that are similar to a heart attack, but is brought on by stress and extreme emotions. Not the vaccine. It's stress. From broken heart syndrome to cardiovascular diseases, your health, your heart health needs extra care. New study reveals shocking benefit of heart attack. Now, this is a, this is where they flip the script. It's actually good for you to have a heart attack. And let me tell you the reasons why. This is from the Times. Mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries. That's from the Scottish health correspondent at the Times. Wales Online, energy bill price rise may cause heart attacks and strokes. So the reason why you're stroking out is because your energy bill just went up. Heart attack, does skipping breakfast increase your risk? See, it's all your fault. You forgot to eat breakfast and that's why you had a heart attack. Young adult cannabis consumers nearly twice as likely to suffer from a heart attack. It's all because of marijuana. Idiot, didn't you know that? It's the marijuana. Heart attacks, what does age have to do with it? Oh, it's because you're old. That's why you're having a heart attack. Oh, and physical activity may increase heart attack risk, study suggests. This is from Paul Cullen. New findings do not outweigh health benefits of exercise, researchers emphasize. But if you exercise too much, watch out, your old ticker may give up on you. Up to 300,000 people facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder, warns physicians. So I agree with them that, you know, it's possible that all these heart attacks and strokes that are happening right now, the crazy numbers of tumors and cancers, and people being diagnosed with the AIDS virus, that could all just be a coincidence, just this huge, never-ending coincidence. That's what the, the drug industrialists like to tell us. It's all a coincidence. Correlation does not equal causation. That's the trope. Well, what if it goes up 10%, 15%, 20% in a given place? What if we just all of a sudden have all of our young people keeling over heart attacks, stroke, cancers, anaphylaxis? When do we get to say enough? We know what's causing this. We know what's what's killing our babies in their mother's wombs. And we're going to stop it. We're going to stop it right now. And somebody somewhere pulls the vaccines from the market. I'm praying that it'll happen sooner than later. When do we hit critical mass? And just say the whole thing has just been a complete sigh up from beginning to end. I'm living for that day. I'm waiting. I'm hoping because it's just heartrending to hear every day about another person who passed away, an untimely death. Now, as for Ukraine, I, you know, I've said for a couple of weeks now publicly, I believed it was a wag the dog situation. And I thought it was interesting. Matt Taibbi wrote this really great piece on his Substack left. Everybody go listen to. And he claimed, you know, he thought that's what it was. But then this morning, his writers, people were reading what he wrote. 
reached out to him and said, hey, there's stuff going on in the Donbass. There's been some some rockets. People were claiming that a kindergarten had gotten hit and two teachers were hurt, that they were had to evacuate the kids and put them in a shelter. And so, you know, there is some stuff going down. The question is, who's doing it? What's the goal? Um, and are we going to allow, this is really the big question, the Biden administration to say, see, all of our interventions and our threats and our diplomacy, they sent Kamala Harris over there today, all of our diplomacy caused everybody to quiet down and a crisis averted of uh, President Zelensky himself has been saying, look, shut up, Biden administration, shut up, Jack Sullivan, quit saying there's a war going on, there's not. You know, he's been almost pleading, and then he was joking, and then he was sarcastic, and then he was angry. These are all the things Matt wrote about in his piece this morning. And one of the things I thought was interesting in Michael Tracy's piece was there was a Ukrainian who said, look, even them talking this way costs us so much money to evacuate people from the embassies. It's so disruptive to their economy. And it's so selfish if the Biden administration is doing this just to divert everyone's attention away from the truth bombs that are blowing up every day around the economy and COVID and all of the lies that have been told about their COVID policy. If it's true that it's just been a distraction from the Spygate revelations, from Hillary's email question coming back up into the newsfeed, from that fact that John Durham is on it, and things are happening around that case, then I personally believe we are entering impeachable territory. You can't start a fake war or try to gin up a war or be out there gunning for a war and and then just be like, see, we made it stop. We're not that dumb. We're not that gullible. Actually, the press corps is that gullible and that dumb, but I don't really think of them as being authentic citizens of this United States of America, because they are so regularly gunning for the demise of our beautiful republic that I'd be comfortable with them going and, and doing their journalism somewhere else. I don't know about you guys, but at the end of the day, when do we get to hold the administration and their journalists accountable for the lies? It just, it needs to happen. So I appreciate all the things that were said today. I don't have too much else to add. This show is really meant to be a chat. And since it's consistently just me here talking and sharing my views, that's all I've got to say. I am thrilled now that Colin allows me to add my music to my show. And um, this is music I chose 12 years ago when I first started podcasting. Salmi Dahlstrom with her amazing song, Thinking About It, Baby. I hope you have a great day.